This is what you need, landlord, and stilettos All about empowerment and rising to another level uh, Women represented, now it's time to get it Show them you a boss with financial independence Michelle McAllister, now it's time to tell them Women do it better, this is landlord and stilettos Entrepreneurship, but on another level And through real estate, this is landlord and stilettos Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Landlord and Stilettos podcast. Yes, it's your girl, Michelle. And I have to tell you, I am so excited before we get into today's topic. I really just want to say thank you to each and every person that tunes into this podcast because I am so close to 10,000 downloads, which is such a big deal for me. And I'll tell you why. Is because first of all, like I I wasn't even the type of person that was into podcasts. My best friend Stephanie put me on to podcasts. Podcasts just like were not my thing. Um, and then when I started doing this podcast, as many of you know, I have shared this with you before. You know, I'm I've always been um, insecure about my voice, and I just didn't want. You know, podcast is all audio, and so I was just like, oh my god, it's the last thing that I want to do. Uh, but I did it anyway because I am a firm believer that you know you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to do the things, as Eleanor Roosevelt said, that scare you. Get up every day and do something that scares you. And so this whole podcast thing definitely scared me, at least on Instagram. I could kind of like hide behind my posts, at least in the beginning. Now you're seeing a lot more of my face if you've been following me on Instagram because I got out of my shell and started doing more video. So having 10K downloads is huge as all, and, and, and you also know I took time off, right? So I did about, I believe six or seven episodes and then I took a break because honestly, I got burned out. I call that my season one, but honestly, I took a break from podcasting because I was just doing too much, but I missed it and I love doing it. And the feedback has been tremendous. I get so much love from you all on Instagram. And then obviously for those of you that are kind enough to take the time and energy to actually leave a review, to rate and and subscribe, it just means everything to me. So thank you so much. 10K downloads is a big deal for me because I'm a little known person in this podcasting universe. And you know I don't have this huge ad budget and I don't have this like machine behind me. It's just me. So that's very exciting and I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful. So uh, today's podcast episode is going to be a little bit different uh, because I was going through my journals. I was going through my journals. I have a journal. I've kept a journal since I was 14 years old. And so I'm able to actually go back in time and look and see all of the poor decisions that I've made ever since I was 14. Um, and not all of the decisions, obviously, that I've made um, have been bad, but I've had great moments. But, you know, you tend to write and you tend to want to journal when things aren't going so well, at least for me, um, myself. When things are great and things are going wonderful, I might write about it a little bit because I'm excited. But I find that writing for me is really therapeutic 
therapeutic when things aren't going so well. So most of my journal entries really do reflect when I've been going through some challenging times in my life. So I was looking through all of these challenging times and I thought, whoa, there are some good lessons in here that I have learned that I would really, I would really like to share with you all um, because I think that maybe they might help you too. And maybe you will see yourself in some of the mistakes that I have made um, and some of the things that I've learned, or maybe you're not there yet and let me help prevent you from having to go through some of those things. So, and none of these are really real estate related. Some of them are life related, real estate related, work related. They probably could even be applied to your romantic life, but I stay in my lane. And this is a show that is really more about like personal development and real estate and investing and investing in yourself. So I would say today's podcast episode is really more about looking at the life lessons that I've learned and, and how they have helped me now as a grown, you know, 40 something year old woman. So the first one that I want to talk about is your power. Um, because when I look back, especially in my 20s, um, there was a common theme of me always feeling very powerless, powerless. Um, and so the first lesson that I would say that I have learned is that, you know, you are so much more powerful than you actually think that you are. You are so powerful. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that, you know, it's so easy to look on the outside and blame everybody for why your circumstances might be the way they are. You know, maybe you have a shitty boss. Maybe you have friends that suck. Maybe you have family that don't support you. You know, maybe you have a spouse or a boyfriend friend who is not as supportive as you wish that they were. Like all of these things around you that you think are contributing to why your life is the way that it is, when in actuality, like you have the power. And me, especially in my 20s and, and even in my 30s, like I just remember being in situations, especially at work, where you just, you know, I felt powerless. Like I might work my behind off and really try to prove to upper management that I deserve a promotion or I deserve to be in, you know, this new role and then you don't get it and you automatically think, oh my God, you know, what's wrong with me? There's some sort of deficiency within when that's not really the case. But even more importantly, um, I think about times when I accepted situations, especially in a work environment um, that really were demeaning and I was not being treated fairly and I still accepted it because I felt powerless. I was making six figures oftentimes in these positions. I knew I had a mortgage to pay. I had bills to pay. I had a kid to feed. Um, but then I had to think about the power that I was creating for myself. And for me individually, the power that I was creating for me was called having other income streams, okay? That was how I created my power for myself. And you can obviously still 
have that power within yourself without having other income streams because you know my mom always says to me you you have options like you have options you are not stuck forever wherever you are if you're currently in a situation where you don't want to be there you have other options but for me I realized that the more I became less reliant on the job because I started bringing in other income streams from other areas, the more powerful I felt, right? So you couldn't just come to me and threaten me <laughs> you know, with my job or threaten me with bullshit because I knew that I had options, okay? And I'll give you all an example. I actually shared this on my Instagram live and I'll share it with you here on, on this podcast in case you missed it. But um, there was a particular woman who I worked for and she was a monster. She was just, she was a nightmare. She was underqualified for her role. I mean, everyone at the office used to talk crap about her, never understood how she got that job. But nonetheless, she was my boss and she was terrible. Um, and it was very frustrating to work for someone who was, as terrible as she was. I'm not even going to get into the specifics and the details, but if you've ever had a crappy boss, then you know what it's like to work for someone um, who's just a crappy boss. And so uh, we were sitting down doing my performance review and at the performance review, um, you know, all of my clients at the time had nothing but stellar things to say about me. I was, you know, blowing out my sales goals. I was at the time a consultant and doing business development. And so my numbers were fantastic. My teammates had nothing but amazing things to say about me. Everybody had all these great things to say about me, but her. Okay, like she didn't care for me and she probably knew that I didn't necessarily care for her. I respected her as my manager, but just from a competence level and personality, I, I didn't like her and that's okay. Like, but we still got the job done. But nonetheless, um, you know, a lot of her comments in my performance review revolved around um, subjective, what I like to use, just like her subjective opinion of me, my personality, my character, things that she didn't like about me. Um, you know, she used words like I was angry. And so that was a trigger for me because as many of you know, and if you tune into this podcast, you know, I don't shy. Obviously, you know, I'm an African-American woman. I'm a black woman. And when you hear the term like angry, associated with black women, that brings up like a lot of triggers um, because oftentimes we are told, you know, not to express ourselves or we can't be too passionate or we can't have an opinion and speak up because there's always this perception that we are just, you know, super angry individuals, which that is not who I am. I'm not an angry person, but I do stand up for myself. And for example, if a company wants to have a layoff and they want to lay off 50% of their workforce and then come to me and add 10 additional roles to my already, you know, over exhausted job. And you don't want to give me any additional compensation for that. I spoke up. A lot of people are not in a position to want to speak up. They just take it. And so I think for her, she was very angry and upset that I spoke up about all these additional responsibilities that were I was being tasked with, but yet there was no title change and there was no change in compensation. You know, in corporate, you're just supposed to take it, take it and shut up, be happy that you, you know, have this job. And so in my performance reviews, you know, she wrote all these subjective things and, and you all know how performance 
performance reviews go, you have to sign the performance review at the end of the discussion to agree that you agree with what's being stated about you. And I did not agree with what was being stated about me. And I said to her, I will not sign this because it is inaccurate. So of course, and this is where I talk about, you know, having your power, the old Michelle, probably like in my early twenties, new to corporate, I would never have challenged a performance review. Like you could have just said I was any old thing. And I would have signed it for fear of whatever was on the other side of that coin. But, you know, the Michelle that started to know her worth and realize her value and create multiple streams of income and become less reliant on a system, um, that Michelle was very different. And so this woman, you know, tried to use fear as a tactic to hopefully change my mind. So she's like, well, you know, if you don't sign this, then it's gonna have to be escalated to HR. And then we're gonna have to get the vice president of this department involved. And like, it's gonna be all these people that I'm supposed to be like so afraid of that are now gonna know what's been going on in my performance review. And like, you know, do you want that to happen? Yes, I do. Yes, I surely do, miss, I do. Because in my mind, you know, I know my truth. And I know the value that I bring to this organization. And if anything, you know, you should be concerned about what's going to be brought up in terms of your confidence. So, yes, let's do it. Let's take it to the next level. Let's escalate it, as she says. So it got escalated to the next level. And to make a very long story short, um, I was actually found to be in the right that the performance review was entirely subjective, that the organization valued my contribution, I had an amazing reputation with my clients, and that this particular individual actually had the microscope put on her as a result of this incident. And I ended up having all of her comments that related to whatever opinion she had of me removed from the performance review. And it was then and only then that I did in fact sign said performance review. So I share this story with you to say that it took years, years for me to be able to have that level of confidence because I wasn't always that way. Um, and now, you know, I am, you can't just come to me and try to tell me who I am without me, you know, having a very good introspective look at who I know that I am as a person. And, and not, listen, I'm open to criticism. I'm open to feedback. That wasn't the issue here because I love performance reviews where someone is looking at me from a critical lens and telling me how I can be better. Um, this performance review was the exact opposite of that. It was a personal attack on someone that, you know, probably didn't like me too much. Um, so the funny thing is, well, I mean, it's not funny, but she actually ended up being terminated um, for something different. But I think it was probably just a culmination of events that occurred over time. But what that taught me was that I have way more power than I like to give myself. 
and so do you. You have way more power than you think that you than you have. And it brings me to my next lesson, which I learned just by reading my journals, is that your power comes from your thoughts and your spoken words and your written words. So what you think, what you speak, and what you write how you feel, all of those things contribute to the power that you have and how you feel about yourself. And so I'm always very cautious of being around people who just are like doomsday type of people where you ask them how they are and it's just like the world is coming to an end, everything is bad, you know, I I can't be around that type of energy because I'm a firm believer that, you know, like attracts like. So I'm very cautious about you know, the type of energy that I surround myself with. Um, when I think I'm very cautious of my thoughts, if I catch myself in a negative space or if I catch myself going down this like line of negative thinking, I have to take a step back. And I, even if it means like just doing a soft meditation for that moment or stopping and saying a prayer or reading something, or reminding myself of my greatness. Like, how often do you all do that? How often are you reminding yourself of your greatness? And it's not an arrogance thing. It's not about being a narcissist. It's about knowing that you were created, brought on this earth for a reason. You have a job to fulfill. You have a mission to complete. And that in and of itself makes you a powerful, amazing human being. And that's what I think about myself, right? And so, you know, even with, you know, landlord and stilettos, on Instagram now, I think we're like a little over 37,000 followers, which is amazing. And I am so excited about this little universe in the internet world that I have created where I use my thoughts and I use the written power to help inspire people to do whatever the hell it is they wanna do, especially as it relates to creating multiple streams of income for themselves. Um, so be mindful of how you speak over your life. Um, even if you're not experiencing abundance, even if it's a challenging time for you right now, please get in the habit of learning to speak positively over your circumstances. And it doesn't have to be on some fake shit, right? I'm not saying to you, you know, if your bank account is on negative, you're like, I am a millionaire. No one's saying you have to do that. But like waking up every day, giving thanks for what you have and giving thanks for what's coming and speaking abundantly about what is going to occur in your life. I do it all the time. And I've been able to manifest a lot of things as a result of just those three things, how I think, what I say, and what I write. Okay. Um, and so one of the other life lessons that I look at, and this is just, you know, this one was really tough for me to digest because, you know, you always hear people say like, you deserve, you know, like you deserve, you deserve, um, you know, a job that pays well. You deserve to be, you know, in a relationship with someone where they, they love you and they adore you and they respect you and you deserve time at home with your kids, right? Everybody's always talking about like what we deserve and we do, we do, we all deserve 
these things. But what I have learned, and I look back at all of the decisions that I made and looking at these journal entries, right? It's like, well, what was I accepting? Like, what, what are you accepting? Like, of course you deserve those things, but what are you accepting? And, you know, I think back to some of the jobs that I've been in where I wasn't treated fairly or I experienced racism firsthand or I experienced like sexism and I experienced all these things that, you know, you're going to experience in life. It's going to happen whether you're in a job or whether you're at a grocery store, wherever, like you still might experience those things. But that doesn't mean that you have to stay there forever. Like you don't have to accept that working condition right? Like you don't have to accept that poor behavior that you might be experiencing in your relationship. We all know what you deserve, but what are you choosing to accept? See, that's the part that people want to ignore because then now the work is is put on you. You got to stop placing blame on others and start looking at yourself and saying, okay, well, what am I choosing to accept? And so really what I what I learned about myself is that my power came in knowing that I always had a choice. Like you always have a choice. It doesn't mean it's the easy choice. It doesn't mean it's the easy choice. Leaving that job might be very hard. You might actually have to take a step back to take a step forward. When someone said that to me, I was so irritated. You know why? Because it, I worked my ass off to get to the salary level that I was at in the pharmaceutical industry for a very long time at, at, at the six figure mark. And when I knew that I needed to take a different path, someone said, you might have to take a step back, take a step forward. And I'm like, take a step back. I'm never taking a step back salary wise. Like I worked too hard to get here, but guess what? Sometimes the very things that you are valuing at that moment may very well change. Right. So like in my 20s, six figures is all I cared about. I didn't have a child. So I didn't really put much value on my time. OK, because it's like, who cares? I could just work. You want me to work on a Saturday, work on a Sunday? Cool. You know, you want me to fly out on a Friday and work over the weekend and come back the following weekend? No problem. Like I didn't have a kid to think about then. Now my time freedom became far more valuable than necessarily the salary that I was making. So think about what you are choosing to accept and think about where you have the power to actually make changes in your life, right? Um, that was very powerful for me. I don't know how you guys feel about that one, but I think you know we get so accustomed to people telling us you deserve and you deserve and you start to feel like a victim. Like, yes, I deserve that. I deserve those things. Why aren't those things happening for me? I'm just as deserving. But it's like, well, what are you accepting? Like, what are you choosing to accept right now that you can change if you wanted to change? It just might hurt. It, it might hurt. You might be uncomfortable. You might be lonely. It might feel very bad in the moment. But you know on the other side of that um, is, is brightness and it's, is your purpose and is what you really want. But you just got to take that step. Um, and then I would say last but not least, um, I had a couple more things on here too. Maybe I'll do a part two, but I'm looking, I have a long list here and I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to burn your ear out today. 
Um, Y'all know I like to keep it under 30 minutes, but I think the last one that I wanted to share with you all was this one. Like, and we all know life is not fair. Things will not be fair. So you got to play the hand you've been dealt. And this one is so powerful for me because, you know, I think about how I was just able to create something out of nothing, especially, you know, as it relates to real estate and as it relates to my online business, like all of these things that I've created all became as a result of a thought that I had and I played the hand that I was dealt. And so... You just got to think about where you are in life right now. Don't worry about the next person. Stop comparing yourself to someone else's journey. You have no idea what they have gone through or what they might be going through to get to where they are. Think about what you have and how you can make that work for you. So maybe you have some type of specialized knowledge. Maybe, you know, I don't care. Maybe you love pugs. Maybe you love animals. Maybe you're into knitting. There are so many different ways to monetize your talents and your interests and your passions today. And it don't take much. I literally went out and I spent like, how much was this freaking? I spent like $600, y'all, on a camera. I'm not going to name the brand of the camera, but the camera was just okay. Okay. The camera was oh freaking K. And then I started doing some research on YouTube and all these YouTubers that were like, man, just use your iPhone, like get some good lighting, you know, get a good background, spend some money on lighting. If you're going to spend money on anything right now, don't spend money on a camera yet. Spend the money on some quality lighting, use your iPhone. And lo and behold, do you guys know that the video that I shot with my iPhone 11 looked so much better than the $600 freaking camera that I spent that money on? I took that camera back. So I say that to you to say, I'm sure you got a phone. You're listening to this i this i what is this? It's a podcast. Look at me. I'm about to call it an iPod. It's a podcast. You're listening to this podcast. You have a phone. You have a phone. YouTube is free. Instagram is free. You, there's no excuses. And we said that at the top of the year. If you have not listened to episode one of 2021, that whole podcast was called No Excuses. So there's just really no excuses right now. You got to play the hand that you have been dealt, okay? I don't care if you need to go and buy some shit used from Facebook Market or from Craigslist. Get whatever you need to get. Go set you up a beautiful background in your home, in your apartment, wherever it is that you live, and start your journey. Start detailing your journey of whatever it is that you want to document and then figure it out along the way, y'all. I did not know I was going how I was going to monetize Landlord and Stilettos when I first started my Instagram account. But I can tell you one thing. I didn't look at it as an Instagram account. I knew it was a business. And I had generally idea of some things that I wanted to do, but I didn't know if it was going to pop. It did pop and it's still popping and it will continue to pop. And so like, that's the faith that you got to have over yourself. We just talked about, you know, speaking faith into your life, speaking positively over your life. That's what I do. I'm going to speak positively over my life. And if it's people that don't like that or people that, you know, find, you know, they're intimidated by that. I don't want that type of person in my life. Because I will always speak positively over my life. It's going to pop. 
It will pop and it will continue to pop. And that's how you got to feel about yourself and your business and your dreams and your goals and like get to it and stop wasting time. And while I love you listening to this podcast, and I'm sure there are other podcasts that you listen to and you get off these episodes and you all hyped up, but like, don't be a self-help junkie. Don't be one of those people just like listens to podcasts and takes courses all day and reads eBooks and then you don't do shit with it. Like get out there and do something with it. Take an action, take a step every single day. And I swear a year from now, you will be like, damn, she was right. Like, I'm so glad I listened to her because I like got off of this like self-help high kick and I, I got my ass into action. That's what I want you all to do. So with that being said, thank you again for joining in. Um, as you all know, my membership group the Pinnacle Membership Group. If you're not a part of it, you should be because you would love it. If you love this podcast, you would love Pinnacle. Every single month, we have live masterclasses. I bring in amazing guest speakers. We also have what I call Pinnacle Power Hours. It's like group coaching on steroids. Um, and yeah, it's super affordable. It's like a dollar a day. You pay more for your coffee at your favorite coffee shop, okay? So if you want to join Pinnacle, um, just go to my website, landlordinstilettos.com, and you'll see the Pinnacle tab. Click on it. Come join us. You can cancel at any time. Um, I don't hold no hostages, okay? If you want to go, you can go, but I promise you'll want to stay um, because we have a lot of fun, and you'll just you'll meet a community of amazing people. Um, we have some amazing people in Pinnacle. And then I also dropped an ebook. If you are a new landlord or even tenured landlord, check out How to Not Suck as a Landlord. I give you 30 tips to keep your sanity. And then always gonna, you know, push my thriving while nine to fiving ebook because that is really the blueprint for how I was able to get up out of corporate. Um, so yeah, check that out. Thank you all for tuning in. And I can't wait to talk to you on our next episode. Please rate, please subscribe. And if you really want to be a doll, leave me a comment, leave a comment, leave a review, tell other people to tune in. Okay. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a wonderful week. Take care.